praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus forevermore. I welcome you again to another edition of Faith for Dominion today, Wednesday. I know that the Lord God Almighty is prepared to bless us through his word. And I'm very sure that he will bless you. I want you currently right now, just joining in. I want you to please invite your friends, invite your colleagues, invite your invite um, everybody around and let them know that faith for dominion is on right now and there is need for us to hear God's word. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God for they that must come to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So anytime we come into God's presence like this to share God's word and for you to listen to God's word, to learn to know exactly how faith works and everything that's to do with faith, you can be very sure you're on your path to being lifted. Amen. Glory to God. So I welcome us again today to Faith for Dominion. And uh, we are looking at the teaching titled, How to Release Your Faith. How to Release Your Faith. It is important for every one of us to know exactly how to release our faith because without knowing that, I tell you, we're going nowhere. Faith is the currency through which we use in receiving things from the God of heaven. It's the currency that we use in exchange for whatever we desire. So many people, many Christians would say, well, I don't know exactly how to access heaven or how to receive things from heaven. I tell you, it is the faith is the currency that we need, that we use even to receive things from heaven. So without faith, we cannot really please God because when you exercise faith, when we exercise faith, it shows our confidence in God. And God is proud. God is interested. God is proud of us when we start walking by faith. The Lord help us. The Lord bless us all in Jesus' name. Quickly, next week, by the grace of God, we'll be having our next dominion uh, breakfast meeting. And by the grace of God, we'll be looking at breaking uh, financial strongholds, handling, breaking financial strongholds. It is important for every one of us to know that God is interested in blessing us and making us to feel comfortable. God is not pleased when we live in penury. God is blessed. God is happy. God blesses us. God is delighted to see us when we walk by, when we walk in financial abundance. But we all know that apart from all the principles that are laid down, those principles are good. But however, there is always a spiritual force that is always militating against every child of his from walking in abundance. So I want you to please prepare yourself for next week's Saturday as we look at that topic, that topic. Breaking Financial Stronghold. And will be joining me is um, Ken and Ginny uh, Eggington. They will be joining us. And as we look at that topic together, the Lord God Almighty is going to release us even to a new realm of God's abundance, God's blessing, God's increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't miss it next week, next Saturday. If you're in that meeting, prepare and plan to be there. And if you're watching from outside the meeting, please connect. It's going to be online. It's going to be online, it's going to be on the TV, it's going to be on the YouTube, it's going to be on Facebook at the same time. So if you are outside that meeting, please log in. The Lord bless us all. Lord bless you as you log in in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So let us pray as we go into today's teaching. Father, 
we thank you. Because you're interested in us learning how to release our faith that we may come to all your level. Jesus, speak to us. Holy Spirit, breathe upon the word and help us to be doers of the word and not hear us only discipline ourselves. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Yeah, here we go. God bless you all. Now we have been looking at this topic, how to release your faith. Now I want us to know that, just like the Bible said in the book of Psalm 82, verse 6, say, ye are gods. Ye are gods, and you are son of the Most High. God, we, you and I, are gods. And for us to be at the level of gods in which God has placed us, we need that element of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Faith is what brings us to the level of God. Faith is what brings us to the level of the Most High. So without faith, it is absolutely impossible to please God. For they that come to God must be that he is and is the word of them that diligently seek him. When we walk by faith, God is delighted. When we live our life by faith, God is delighted, super delighted. So when we walk by faith, we come in the realm of God. And we have been looking at the story of David and Goliath. And we are looking at this from this same story. Because the scriptures, is, these scriptures are written to us as examples. The Old Testament, the Bible says, they are the shadow of the things to come. So in the Old Testament, yeah, we saw David fighting physical Goliath. But he operated the principles of faith. So in this New Testament days, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in heavenly places. So our battle in these days is against the devil. It's against the devil. So it's not like a physical ground that we all want to fight, but it's against spiritual forces. So, but the same principle that David operated by, they are hidden here, and they are the same principle that works for us even in these new covenant days. So last week we looked at, we stopped at verse 34, and I'm going to start reading again from 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'll read from verse 34. 1 Samuel 17, verse 34. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose again, when it rose against me, I caught it by the bread and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will not be will be like one of them. Now, when you look in the scripture, we said last week, it is impossible for us, it is important for us to keep our testimonies because our testimonies is that which we recall to release our faith. That if God could do this in the past, I know he can do it again in the future. So please don't discount the, the, your testimony. And don't let anybody tell you that it's just a coincidence. David said, he drew from his testimony. He drew from what God has spoken to him, from what God has done through him. That the lion was killed, the bear was killed, and this uncircumcised Philistine would just be like one of them. He said, knowing, seeing that he has defiled the armies of the living God. He has defiled the armies of the living God. When we walk by faith, it is not for showmanship. 
It is to exactly express what God has said concerning you. That is why I tell a lot of people that, look, when it comes to the issue of walking by faith, when it comes to the issue of living by faith, when it comes to the issue of us releasing our faith, we have to know it has not to do with us. It has to do with God. So it does not mean that it doesn't mean that we are denying the reality of what is happening, but we are saying what God says. And until we declare what God says, we will not be able to be who God wants us to be. We will not be able to release our faith and to walk. So that means our testimonies, what God has done in the past, has to be brought forward. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the power of the lion and the power of the bear, he will deliver me, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Make a reference. The Lord God who did this in time past. We and who did this in time past, who killed the lion and, it, and delivered me from the power of the lion and power of the of the bear. He will certainly deliver me as well. He will deliver me as well. He will surely deliver me. So what it means is, please keep a record of those things God is doing in your life. Those days that God delivered you from disaster, delivered you from shame, delivered you from things that are not right. Don't just discount it. Have a way of keeping it. Have a way of keeping it. Keep record of it because it will come back to you. It will surely come back to you. Many times, if you face challenges, many times you will surely face challenges. So keep those records. Don't allow the devil or your mind to do those, to keep those things that God has done. Don't allow him to put it at the, at what we call the hidden parts. The hidden part. The hidden part. The hidden part of our life. Don't let the devil hide it. No, no, no. Don't let the devil hide it. In fact, Learn the act of putting your testimonies where you can see them from time to time. God did this for me. Did they deliver your children from the hand of the devil? Did they deliver you possibly from a terrible accident? Did they deliver? Did they worked out a miracle? That job that you are on, how he worked it out supernaturally. The grace of God that is upon you. How God allowed you to discover your spouse, your man, the person you are married to, and you have a very fantastic home right now. Keep a record of it. I think God could allow me to find the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh, and I got it right. Ah, this same God can also give me classified information as to what I am going to go through, as to what I want to go through. Or, for adventure, you are facing, you are faced a, a situation that looks like, oh, I am done, the situation is done, there is no way I can escape this, and you saw the way the Almighty God brought you out, and you escaped, and you moved out of that disaster and that danger. Listen, he that did it then, he can do it again. It's the same yesterday, it's the same today, and the same forevermore. And how do you also look? You think of how you were in a financial mess, and God Almighty brought you out. You're in a business, and that business looks as though, boom, it's a loss. There is nothing again, no hope. And all of a sudden, you find yourself how God brought you out of that transaction. Unscratched, and you came out clean. You came out neat. Remember, keep those records. And that's when you're faced with similar challenges again, you have to go back and say, if God could deliver me from this, I know he can deliver me from greater things. That is why I would always say a child of God cannot be stranded. Because if you remember those things that he has done, you are saying those things, you are making those declarations, 
not as a result of your own strength and capacity, but as a result of the strength and the capacity of God that God has given unto you. Praise God. So now Luke Luke said, and Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Now Saul was trying to prevent him from going, but David spoke convincingly. He was so sure. There was no altar of doubt that this Goliath will not come down. He said, look, this one will come down. I am too sure. And when David saw, saw the confidence, the declaration he made, the confidence that he exuded, the confidence in the God of Israel. Remember, the confidence is not in your own strength. Your, the confidence is not in your own capacity. My confidence is not in my strength. My confidence is not in my capacity. But my confidence and the capacity is in your most high God. That's why we exchange our weaknesses for his strength. He said, look, there is no way the God of Israel will deliver me. And Saul looked at him. Hmm, this boy has an experience. He has an experience that I don't have. He has an experience of God of Israel that we all in this battlefield don't have. He said, you can go. The Lord God be with you. But now, David was also almost going to make a mistake. A terrible mistake. Look at verse 38. So Saul clothed David with his armor and put a bronze hamlet on his head and also clothed him with a cloth of mail. David fastened his, his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he did not, he had not tested them. Now, listen to me carefully. Now, the story here is, after David now said, I'm going to fight this Philistine, and I'm going to bring him down. And everybody was, Saul was convinced. Saul now gave him sword, gave him armor, put the cloth on him, the coat on him, and David tried to walk with it. And David said, look, I can't go to, I can't, he tried to walk. He said, look, I can't do it. So David said to Saul, I cannot walk with this. For I have not tested them. So David took it off. He gave him the cloth. He gave him armor. He gave him a hamlet. He gave him a sword. At the end of the day, David couldn't walk. Remember, he's a teenager for crying out loud. And all these things became so heavy. David said, sir, I'm sorry. I can't go to battle with this. I have not tested them. What does that mean? Never go into battle with an untested weapon. Never go into battle with an untested weapon. Never. Don't do it. Don't do it. And that comes to another thing. A lot of people say, well, this faith of a thing does not work. Faith, this faith of a thing, look, don't tell anybody that faith does not work. Faith works. The issue is somebody who has never learned how to walk by faith on little, little things to kill a lion, to kill a bear before going to face Goliath. He now goes to face Goliath and he says, I want to kill. No, you've not tested it. You don't even know how faith works. You don't know how faith works. You don't know exactly how to release your faith. That's why this teaching is extremely important. You must, everybody must exercise faith in little, little things before you want to go say you want to exercise faith in big things. That's why a lot of people say, oh, this person tried to exercise faith. And then he went to confront this situation and he died or something bad happened. Has that person been exercising faith before? Does he have an experiential knowledge of God? That is why it is important. This teaching is important for you. Don't just listen and not put it to heart. You must listen to it and put it to heart and then begin to use it, begin to experiment, begin to walk by faith, begin to release your faith on literally two things. Saul gave David the sword. He gave him the, the coat. He gave him a hamlet. And David said, look, 
I can't go with this because I've not tested them. So what did David do? David took them off. He took them off because he was not used to it. Never say you want to exercise faith on things that are daring, on things that are life-consuming without you first of all exercising faith on the little, little things. That's why a lot of people kill themselves. That's why a lot of people die cheaply because they've never exercised faith in little, little things. And here they are, they want to go exercise faith in the big, big things. All because they had somebody and they jumped out. They jumped out. Oh, Peter walked on the sea. God just I told him to walk on the sea. I'm going to walk on the sea and you get drowned. No. Have you ever walked on faith on little, little things before you want to go on a big thing? You don't tell me that. You know, there was a story of a man some time ago that I learned. He said Daniel was running to the lion's den and he went into the zoo. And then he climbed a tree that was very close to the lion's den. And then he jumped into, he said he's a prophet. He wants to prove that, yes, he wants to, he wants to make a statement. And then he jumped into the lion's den. This is a true story. It happened when I was younger. And then he faced the lion. The first thing the lion did when the lion jumped in, the lion first of all moved back. And that is something about human being. God has given us that power to dominate. Immediately he jumped into that cage and he landed in that cage. The first thing the lion did was to move away. He moved away from me. Then he now went further. He now went and took like a bag, a bag, a bag. He took a bag and he said he wanted to put the lion inside. At that point, the lion now attacked because he moved towards the lion to attack and learned how to defend itself. And the lion had, and this man was killed in that lion's day. He was killed by the lion. Now, this is even foolishness. This is not even faith. What am I saying? This man possibly must have been must have been hearing strange voices. And that's another thing we have to all know. Please be careful when you're exercising faith. Don't exercise faith hearing voices. Say, I heard. I hear a lot of people say, God spoke to me. God said this to me. Immediately they say me, God spoke to me to do this. I know it is not God. I know it is not God. Because it does not, number one, does not be able to my spirit. Number one, it's not even in line with God's word. It's not in line with God's word. There is no faith God will, allow, God will tell you to go and exercise that is contrary to his word. No, he cannot go against his word. His word is forever settled. And he's not going to alter his word. He's not going to alter his word. When I hear people say, God spoke to me. God told me to go and do this. God told me to go and do that. Without me even praying or going to, I just know that is not God. What you are saying, you are just standing on one particular part of God's word. You are not balancing it up with your, some other areas in the world. You're not balancing it with, because there is no single word that is of a private interpretation. Every word of God has another place in the world that balances it up. It balances it up. So these are the things that we must know. We must know this. And I want to dwell so much on this. Let us not walk on assumption. A lot of people walk on assumption. Don't walk on assumption. Any faith you're exercising in God that is contrary to his word, it is not faith. It is not faith, it is fake. It is fake. Any faith that you're exercising and it does not give you result, it is fake. Faith will always give you result. And any faith you are going to operate in, that you are not hearing God distinctly. You're not, you're not hearing God, hearing God very well. Stop listening to strange voices. I hear a lot of people say, oh, I had this, I had that. And I listen to them. I say, look, these are just stories you are telling. These are stories. We must know what God says. We must see what God says. 
anything that is contrary to the word of God is not faith. It's not faith. Somebody comes to you and says, well, I just saw a vision of you dead. Listen, if you see somebody comes to you and says, he sees a vision of you dead, first of all, answer that person, I shall not die, but live to declare the wondrous work of God. No. The Bible says, with long life shall he satisfy me and show me salvation. That is, you stay by the word of God. Oh, say, Pastor, Pastor, what are people who die young? That's not your business. That's not your business. You don't know their relationship with God. God's word is that every one of us will live long. We live long. Yeah, there may be times when there may be spiritual attack that want to sniff your life. And there is a provision in the scripture. You have to stay on the word. The Bible says, I shall not die but live to declare the wondrous work of God. So what do you do? You put your feet to the ground and you pray. Cancel such dreams. Cancel such dreams. And if you have prayed and you cancel dreams and you still, have, don't, you still don't have peace in your heart, please speak to your pastor. Speak to somebody who is more spiritual. Speak to somebody that you can agree with. I have said this example several times that when police, when cops, they get to a crime scene and they first of all, the first thing they do is to do a surveillance of the area. Is it safe for primarily they themselves? If it is not safe and they know that this crime is huge, it's much more than them, they call for backup. They call for the local cops that are there. If the local cops that are there get there and they realize that, oh, this one is huge. It's something that we they then call for a higher one. Maybe they call for SWAT, higher level, because this situation goes beyond that level. Now, many times, many of us have faith that is at this level, but you have not built your faith to this level to be able to be able to go and do that which you are going to do. They say, Oh, my pastor did this. No, faith is a personal thing, faith is a personal currency. You must build it, you must build it. The faith are in levels. Does it mean that I cannot face some challenges? Well, yes and no. Yes, as in, if your faith does not take it, then you may ask for your faith to be joined with somebody else's faith to do it. And then how can you quickly grow your faith by saying in the word of God? By saying in the word of God. The word of God is full of his promises and principles. Principles and promises. There are principles to exhibit faith. There are promises in the scripture. But those promises, you, you, must, you must walk by faith to be able to adhere to it. Now, I want to, let me take a step backward here. A lot of us, charismatics, we quote the scripture. We know the scripture. It is good to know the scripture. Because the word of God strives. The word of God is true. And faith operates by the word. But you know one thing? A lot of us have the scripture in our head, in our brain. And we call it no, 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 no. That's not it. Until that word leaves the head and goes into the heart. When it mixes with faith, the Bible says in the Hebrews, said this word that we had, they also have it. But it did not, it because it did not profit them. Why? Because it did not mix with faith in their heart. David refused to go to battle with an untested weapon. So also it is. You must never go into battle without you testing your faith, without you exercising your faith in little little things before you go and exercise your faith in big things. Now listen to me carefully. You are there. You are not, yeah, you're not feeling so good. You are feeling sick. You're not feeling so fine. And you have not exercised your faith in little little things. But adventure you, God forbid, you are somebody's diagnosed for cancer. Or somebody diagnosed for some for one, one deadly disease, and you are giving medication to take. I said, No, I'm exercising faith, I'm not going to take it. No, 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 sir. 
Have you exercised faith in little little things before? If you have exercised faith in little things concerning your health and you have overcome and you know exactly how it operates, how you how you operate in faith, then you can now say, well, concerning this, I'm going to hold on to God. You can not exercise faith in little little things. Now you want to go and exercise faith in terminal diseases, terminal sickness that can that can take your life. No, don't do it. Don't do it. You must exercise your faith. You must exercise your faith in little little things before you go into things that could be detrimental. A lot of people have died cheaply because they thought they were exercising faith, not knowing it was just mere foolishness. You know, David did not just go face Goliath without one of all going to face lions and bear. So what am I trying to get across to us today as I begin to round up today? Don't go into that battle with an untested weapon. David tested his own weapon and all his weapon, stones and a carapult. We'll see that next week. He attested it. So please, don't do it. And how can you get it right? Start building your faith in little, little things. Build your faith in little, little things. You want a shirt? Trust God for a shirt. You want a certain amount of money that is day loaner? Trust God for it. As you see God operates and you see God provide, your faith begins to grow. Your begins to rise and rise until a point when you can trust God for big things. I'm going to stop here today. The lesson I'm bringing on to us today, don't go into battle with an untested weapon. Start with those little things before you go on. Are you there today and you are not born again? And this is your faith and you have been confused. The first faith I want you to have is to have faith in what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary, his death and his resurrection. Are you saved? Are you born again? If you are not saved and born again, you cannot organize, you cannot operate faith effectively because you cannot build something on nothing. You must have faith in Christ before you can now begin to build on this faith I'm talking about. Do you want to give your heart to Christ? I want you to put your right hand on your chest and pray with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today to ask for forgiveness for my sins. I am sorry for my sins and I ask for forgiveness. Accept me to the beloved. I believe that you died and rose from the dead and I confess that you are Lord. Today I am saved. Today I accept you. I'm born again in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that prayer, you are saved. You are born again. Please look for a Bible-believing church and start attending. Please note that you have to start studying the scripture so that you may grow dear bear. The Bible says we should desire the, the sincere milk of the word that we may grow dear bear. The only thing that can make us grow is the word of God. Please stay in the word. Stay in the word and start studying the Bible. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I want to pray for everyone right now. As I round up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone that has had this teaching of mass today. Lord, let this word be engraved in the tablets of our hearts. Lord, I pray, let your glory overshadow the hearts of your people. Let the heart of everyone be quickened in the name of Jesus. Father in heaven, I pray to you, O Lord, that you will cause your grace to abound towards us and let us be doers of this word and not hearers only deceiving ourselves. I pray for you today as you step out in faith, you begin to experience God, you begin to understand God, and you begin to understand his ways and not only his act. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining in to this afternoon or evening or wherever we were. 
whatever part of the world you are watching from, thank God for your life. Please always remember, you walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you.